Welcome to the Audetta Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, the eternally aggravated <laughs> Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. And this is a show where I share my rants and ramblings and observations and stories and all the jumblings that's in my head. I make fun of some assholes in the news that really kind of have it coming. And I tell you about a podcast that I think you need to listen to because sharing is caring. And this week's is one that I've been waiting on for far too long. But more on that later. Uh, first off, how are you? I realize I haven't said that in a few weeks and I you know, it used to be my my default. How do I, I start the show after all of the, the jibber jabber at the beginning? How are you doing? Because, you know, believe it or not, for all of my being kind of an asshole, I actually care. <laughs> if nothing else, it's a hell of a conversation starter. Even if you aren't actually right, right now talking to me. Sorry, I realize this is technically a one-way medium. That's why you need to like connect with me on, on the Twitter thingy and the Facebook thingy. And join the Facebook group. And just like fling shit at me. I don't care. Uh, again, Twisted World of the Odd Dad Out. I'm thinking of changing the name. It has been recommended. It's suggested to me because I've started calling you, you lovely person out there, you awesome person listening to my random shit right now. I've started using the term oddballs just because I needed a stupid, cheesy, kitschy name for my fan. <laughs> you right there. You listening right there. Um, and so, and I'm thinking about working that into the name because the, the Facebook group has always had, I've, I've always had trouble struggling with the Facebook group and the, I don't know what to post in there. I post a lot of, of just random, like when I'm just, Oh, here's a funny thing. I throw it in there. Um, but you know, conversation starters, it's hard to get stuff going. And I ask, you know, sometimes I'll ask questions and there's a handful of people that, that, will uh interact in there but for the most part it's 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 small right now i want to grow along with the growing you know here but anybody any other suggestions but anyway all of that aside that's all just you know stuff but if you just want to feel like tell how me wow that was a mess if you just feel like telling me how you're doing hit me up again facebook twitter uh, Facebook group, Instagram. It's all at Odd Dad House. Look it all up because you're cool. But more on topic, big air quotes there, on topic, the point that I'm intended to discuss today. Uh, so, you know what Candy Crush is, right? You know, that highly, highly, highly addictive a uh, stupid mobile game from I don't know what year from years ago when everything was about mobile games you know from the era I mean, it's like was it Candy Crush and it was the Flappy Bird and uh, Angry Birds was around the same time 
you know, it was the era of mobile games ruled the world. And what mobile game is the most addictive thing that's going to be just eating up all of your time and destroying your phone battery? And in some cases, your uh, wireless Internet service. Well, way back in the day. At the uh, peer pressure of my wife, which most of these games happen to come from. There was one game that I found that I played. And to be fair, I hooked my wife on it too. But there was one game that I picked out myself. Totally not a, this is a, a trending hip viral. Everyone's playing this game. Oh my God, you got to play this and everybody's playing it. I played a game called Dragonfly where you're a baby dragon and you're trying to run away from your mom and keep away from your mom. And it was entirely a physics-based game where you would hold the screen to crouch down. And like you're sliding along hills and it was just kind of a, a gravity thing. as so you would crouch down to pick up speed on the downhills and then you'd release. So you'd uh, uh, be able to take off uphill and fly and, and escape and pick up speed and do all this stuff to get away from your mom. That was the game. And it was fun. And, you know, it's like you fly, you know, you, you got to time your, your, your crouching and your ducking and all this stuff. It was, but it was one thing. You just sit there, touch it, tap the screen to, no, that was the game still around somewhere. I don't have it anymore. That was the only mobile game I personally found and played myself just because I felt like I needed to have a game on my phone. I think somewhere built into my phone, like buried in the code is like snake, I think, or something like that. You know, they, they hide snake in your phone, but my wife has gotten me into all of these other games because when all of these new hip games come along, I've gone on a, few times about pokemon go i fear she might still actually have it on her phone but pokemon go um angry birds candy crush words with friends all of these things at one time or another my wife has gotten me into this more because she wanted me to play with her or she wanted me to try to do a level for her that she couldn't figure out well recently i found out like as in recently, as in like this past weekend, I found out my wife has started playing Candy Crush again. Yeah. And like I said before, she started getting into levels where she couldn't figure out a puzzle. So it's like, here, get me through this. Never mind that way back in the day, I sucked at Candy Crush. Really, I did. Um... I was, I was really kind of garbage at it. And so I was like, what the hell do you want me? I was like, I sucked at this game. Why do you want me to do it? And it was one of those fresh set of eyes kind of thing. Well, apparently I've gotten better for no apparent reason. Cause I haven't played it in years, but apparently I've gotten better. And I was just like, swipe, swipe, swipe and fly through and, and knocking out stuff that she was, you know, it was like, Oh, I've been trying to beat this for like hours. I can't get through it. I've got one life left you do it and i like swipe 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 boom and i'm and i complete the task for her i'm like i'm pretty sure i used to suck at this still and then you know hand her her phone back back on my weary way and then maybe another one comes along and she's like here do this one that is a swipe 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 okay knock it out 
next thing I know, this, it was like she just handed me a, a friggin' pipe or something. You know, it was like two shots in my arm of Candy Crush. And next thing you know, I'm like, swipe, scrolling back through, scrolly, scrolly through the Play Store, Candy Crush. Now I've got fucking Candy Crush on my phone again. And, and, and yeah, because did I mention it's addictive? Yeah, it's, it's highly, 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 highly. I felt like I was going low when I'm saying highly and it seems inter- uh, counterintuitive. It's highly addictive. I don't know why I did that, but, <laughs> but now I've got it and it's on my phone and i sat there the rest of that night now mind you my phone was at about 20 percent battery when i downloaded this thing and i ran that bitch down into the ground and i was then sitting there plugged in I was like she moved over and i went and plugged in my phone uh because our charger basically sits plugged in behind our couch so if you're sitting in that one corner of the couch you can have your phone plugged in well I scooted over to that corner and plugged in my phone. So I was at all of 15% and had, and she's sitting there yelling at me, put your phone down, stop playing that game. It's like, your phone's not going to charge. No, it's charging enough. (laughs) But I went from, again, I hadn't played it in years. And when I originally played it, I wasn't very good. I was only at like level 38 when I stopped playing way back in the day. Meanwhile, I had, friends and like my wife who was in the hundreds or whatever they also played a lot longer and more than i did but my wife is somewhere in the 200s now i don't know but i'm i i went from in a period of uh, six hours i went from um 38 to uh, around 80 and by noon of the next day i was into the hundreds yeah because this all started this was at like 10 o'clock at night (laughs) when i started playing really i was i started playing around like 10 o'clock at night and basically the rest of the night i sat there playing and i was on a roll so i was not dying and i just kept knocking them out and it's like and fuck and i realized i've had to I've, I've successfully not played it today. And I think that's it. Absence, out of sight, out of mind. Is that it? <clears throat> Every time I think out of sight, out of mind, I think of an episode of the old Beetlejuice cartoon. But that's a whole other story. But yeah, I, I've successfully managed to not play it today, mostly on account of I've been busy this morning with, you know, show prep and taking the dog to the vet and other shit like that that I've had to do that's kept me off of it. But yesterday I spent a ton of time on it when I probably should have been doing show prep. I got it done, but I should have been doing more show prep. I wouldn't have had anything to do today if I hadn't been playing fucking Candy Crush. They need to have like Candy Crush Anonymous somewhere. I'm fuck. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to believe it exists at the very least some sort of support group for people who are addicted to mobile games because, you know, they classify video game addiction as a real thing. And I think mobile game addiction is even worse because it's right there in your pocket. It's right there. It's like, it's like walking around with the crack pipe glued to your hand. It's, it's, it's uh, da, 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 da. okay. 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 I'm okay. I'm okay. All right.
fine. I'm okay. All right. <sighs> Fucking Candy Crush. But that's not the only candy. And I say that kind of with air quotes. Candy that has been uh, that's vexed me <laughs> in the last few days. Because I went grocery shopping the other day. And of course, it's it, it's now after Valentine's Day. And of course, in grocery stores, displays change within a day. So, you know, when it's Valentine's Day, they're already taking the Valentine's stuff down to put up for Easter stuff. Well, Easter decorations and Easter candy are in full swing. They've changed the Reese's hearts for Reese's eggs. I wonder what they do with all those Reese's hearts. I'm sure. Well, everybody knows February 15th is Valentine's uh, candy sale day. It's just like the day after Christmas, everything, all the toys go on sale, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Same deal. Well, all of the, the Easter candy is now up. And of course, what is Easter without peeps? Now, the thing is, peeps are one of those love them or hate them kind of things. Some people love them. Some people hate them. Kind of like the uh, conversation hearts. Sidebar, if you want to learn about conversation hearts, this week's episode of The Story Behind actually uh, covers conversation hearts and their origins. And the if you've heard in the news that this year, uh, the maker of like sweethearts announced that they were not able to produce. So there are no sweethearts conversation hearts this year. They said they'll be back next year. Fine, whatever. But yeah, that's a whole thing. Stories all on this week's episode of the story behind. You should check it out. If you care about chalky candy with silly sayings at all. Anyway, back to peeps. So <laughs> peeps, some marshmallow bird covered in sugar. Nothing much more than that. Um, <laughs> but for some reason, peeps have decided that they're going to expand and take over the world. And everything has got to be peeps. And there's going to be weird fucking peeps now. Like every other weird kind of candy. Why can't you just leave shit alone? Leave shit alone, peeps. Just be peeps. What's wrong with peeps just being peeps? Because now there are flavored peeps. So I understand around Christmas time, there are peppermint peeps. And I understand that for one reason alone, that you take a peppermint peep, put it in a, in a cup of hot chocolate that covers your marshmallow and it's peppermint. So you now have peppermint marshmallow hot chocolate. Fine. It's the marshmallow equivalent of stirring your hot chocolate with a candy cane. Fine. It's, it's a cute thing. Fine. But peeps are essentially an Easter candy. Why do you have to do anything with them at Easter time? Because when I saw the peeps display this year, there were fruit punch peeps and sour watermelon peeps. And get this shit. Pancakes and syrup flavored peeps. Why? Why you got to go fucking with the peeps? Why do you, and, and I, I can accept. Okay, fine. You flavor to the peeps. You shouldn't. They're marshmallows. Leave them the fuck alone. They're supposed to taste like sugary bird marshmallows. Fine. Leave them the fuck alone. 
but fine. Fruit punch, a fruity flavor, fine. Sour watermelon is weird. I mean, I know there are chocolate flavored peeps. There are chocolate covered peeps, which actually is basically like a Malamar. But, you know, but why in the whole fucking what anything of the world do you need pancake and syrup flavored peeps? Just no. It's like all those weird ass flavored Lay's potato chips. You don't need potato chips that taste like biscuits and gravy or pickles or no. Let potato chips be potato chips. The standard flavors of chips are fine. Standard peeps are fine. Leave the peeps alone. Again, you, you fuck. It's a marshmallow. Marshmallows aren't supposed to be flavored. They're marshmallow. That's the flavor. They're marshmallow and sugar. Leave them the fuck alone. But even worse than flavoring the peeps, when this is where it gets kind of tricky because now you're flavoring the peeps. Well, now there's peeps flavored things. There are peeps Oreos. Yeah, no bullshit. The fuck? There's peeps coffee creamer. And of course, it's International Delight, which is actually the creamer that I use. My wife wants the, the uh, Peeps creamer. I probably won't get it until she finishes off the Almond Joy one that she has because it takes forever because she doesn't drink much coffee. Anyway, there's Peeps creamer. There's also just Peeps flavored milk. It's not even like coffee creamer. It's just milk. No. Why are you flavoring shit with Peeps? Because now you're changing the flavors of Peeps. So what are your Peeps flavors? Your Peep flavored thing should just be flavored. No, you don't need a Peeps flavored anything. And then, of course, they make the color of the Peeps flavored thing all bright and colorful and all the the pastels and the blue, pink, yellow, all of the colors of the standard Peeps. And I guess it's supposed to be standard uh, flavor, but people... Peeps don't have a flavor. It's just a fucking marshmallow. It is a marshmallow shaped like a bird. Or in some cases a rabbit. I don't understand. It's not a peep. If it's a rabbit, it's not a peep. Stop it. Anyway. They're like, if you took Jet Puff marshmallows, just a bag of marshmallows, and instead of covering them in in cornstarch to keep them from sticking together, you covered them in sugar. That's peeps. That's it. That's all it is. It's a fucking marshmallow. Leave them the fuck alone. Leave the peeps alone. Uh, uh. And we don't need pancake peeps. I'm. I'm uh, I will say, because my wife has a. My wife has a watermelon problem. Just to say it, because she's from technically the south. She sent me back to get the watermelon peeps. So I currently have a package of watermelon peeps in my cabinet. She hasn't opened them yet. I don't know if she will. I almost feel like she's going to have them as a as gag. But, fuck. Watermelon peeps, the fuck. All right. <laughs> okay, I, uh, <laughs> enough about candy. I, I, I need to calm down. 
So I'm going to play you some nice calming promos. I'm going to get some more coffee because that'll calm me down. And I will be right back with something else aggravating the news. Hello, it's Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts, the podcast that features two types of episodes which alternate. The Sunshine ones offer inspiration drawn from nature, but in the Power Cut ones, I share honest insights into my life living off the power grid in rural New Zealand. If you'd like to check it out, it can be found where good podcasts can be downloaded, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SunPowerPod. Until then, be empowered by nature. Hello, it's Heather from the Sunshine and Power Cuts podcast. In association with Geeks Rising, from the 9th to the 16th of March, or 10th to the 17th if you're here in New Zealand, 2019, we are hosting the first 2019 Sunshine Summit. It's a week of live streams with amazing content creators and the theme of celebrating connections. All of the details for the upcoming summit, as well as replays from our previous events and where the live streams will be happening, can be found at sunshinesummit.live. A huge thank you to the patrons of Sunshine and Power Cuts for making that possible. So check it out, and if you know the guests, we'd love for you to come and celebrate with us. And if they are new to you, come along, learn more about them, and we look forward to celebrating connections with you. Next week is the last show of the month, and you know what that means. Well, maybe you don't, because this is only the second time I've done this, but that means it's guest time. Insert applause here, or not. And if you haven't figured it out, this month's guest is going to be Heather Welch from Sunshine and Power Cuts coming on to talk about the Spring 2019 Sunshine Summit. If you don't know what that is, you weren't paying attention right now. But Heather will be on to talk about that and wherever our fun friend, you know, international best friendiness conversation goes. I'll try and stay on topic, I swear. And remember, if you want to get the extended early release version of those, that is available to all Patreon supporters again at patreon.com slash out. Even a dollar will get you all of that fun stuff. And as you go up, there's other fun stuff, stickers, mugs, t-shirts, lots and lots of other fun stuff that's up there. Check it out again, patreon.com slash out. And now, let's get on to the news. Bullshit from the news. Starting off, this one's more ironic than anything. I don't care if ironic's not necessarily the right word. A, I just have to say it, a company that specializes in fire cleanup Loses their warehouse in a massive fire. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh because it sucks that they lost their warehouse, but it is kind of funny that they specialize in fire cleanup and they lost everything in a fire. I don't know. It's just one of those things. <laughs> well, it, say, it was a three alarm fire and... So, I mean, it's a hell of a fire. And when you're talking about a fire that big in a like commercial storage area, like in a warehouse space, really 
a fire that large, basically, you know, you think of a warehouse, it's a big open area. And then there's just the stuff that's inside. Well, when you take that all into account, the only thing really inside to burn is all of their stuff. You know, a warehouse is just a big, essentially just a big room. So it doesn't take much to completely destroy it with fire. So if you have a lot of fire, like a three alarm fire, it's gone very quickly. And the fire department basically said when they got there that there was almost nothing they could do. They they got there. It was too far gone. And at the point where they pulled out, half the building collapsed. They were, yeah, there was nothing. There was no saving this place. It was, we're going to put the fire out, but we can't save this building. This building is toast. And now it's ashes. And sorry, that was a little insensitive. But it, it was just kind of crazy. You know, it, it, it's funny to think that a company that specializes in fire cleanup lost everything in a fire. They now don't even have the equipment to clean up their own equipment. I shouldn't be laughing at this. All right. Now I'm going to make fun of somebody who's just a fucking idiot. Now tying Logan Paul with two apiece. Martina Big is your, you right there, jackass of the week. If you don't remember, Martina Big is a German model big air quotes Uh, by model. She is a German woman who went and got ginormous breast implants. I think she actually has the world record for the largest breast implants. I don't quote me on that. I'm not remembering the details quite exact, but I think that's kind of her claim to fame is basically ginormous boobs. That's her thing. Well, she, I guess she thought that's not good enough. And, she started transitioning from being blonde haired, blue eyed, pasty as hell, white German lady to making herself black. Yeah, she started dyeing her hair, having it curled and having melanin injections to color her skin. Yeah. If you could imagine what basically <laughs> if if you I'll I'll find some good pictures of her to put in the show notes but it amounts to this woman looks like blackface. Period. Even with her hair changed she still looks like a white woman. <laughs> That's it. Period. This is a German Big ass German woman with giant fake boobs who has injected enough melanin into her system regularly to where her complexion to actually, you know, when somebody says they have a a cocoa brown complexion, they mean it completely differently than her. She is the color of a Hershey bar. That's it. And it doesn't look good. It looks utterly ridiculous. And I said it the first time. She looks stupid. (laughs) Um, But the thing is, her husband has also been doing this. They now identify as transracial black people, which let's just uh, rewind back to Rachel Dalzall. You're, You're just fucking weird. Well, back 
in 2018, they traveled to Kenya and apparently got baptized as true Africans. No, you're German. Period. The only thing that's going to change that is a change of citizenship. You're still a white woman. You have the only reason you're as dark as you are is for, you know, medical reasons. You dumb. Well, she had said that one time she only felt about 80% black. No, you're 100% white. You were literally just medical blackface. Well, besides all of that, because I'm, I'm mostly I'm rehashing all of the old stupidity. Well, now they start wearing African style clothing or at least African print clothing. They want to look African, uh, but I don't think anyone actually dresses that way. But now they are going on doing the news circuit again because she's just a fame whore, really. And here's the thing now. They believe that being baptized as a true African, their children will be black. And anybody wants to get up in arms over the fact that I'm saying black, it's because that's the accurate term in this case. They're German. There's no African-American. They're German. Anyway, they think that by getting melanin injections and dressing a certain way and changing your hair and going to Africa and getting baptized African, I'm sorry, but if I suddenly converted to Judaism, that doesn't change the fact that I haven't gotten Israeli bone in my body. I'm Irish and Mexican. That's not going to change. A a baptism does not change your DNA. That's it. You white. You you basically have internal spray tan. You cannot change that with melanin injections. Your kids are going to be pasty and blonde. Because you are pasty and blonde. (laughs) That is like... It's the same assumption if she had assumed that if she had a daughter, she'd be born with giant fake boobs because she has injected herself with 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 plastic balloons because she's injected herself with a thing and she thinks a certain way that that's going to make her kids a certain way. No, that just means you dumb and pity on your children for having parents that are that fucking stupid. Yeah, I hope they don't have kids because I feel bad for these children growing up in a household with parents that are that fucking stupid to think that, oh, I thought my kids were going to be black. Why? You were born white as fuck, blonde haired, blue eyed. You're German. Your husband is white. You are both white. Biologically, you are both white. That's it. Your kids are going to be white. They cannot be black unless you go and get artificial insemination from somebody like dark as hell, like seal. 
you need to get like artificial insemination from the darkest ass person you could ever find to make your kids black because you are super white. (laughs) Oh my God, this bitch is dumb. She's just a fame whore. That's all it is. That's what it amounts to is that she's just a fame whore who thinks that uh, I, I have to hope, I have to hope that she's not actually this dumb, that they are just out there for their 15 minutes and they're trying to get more attention because she got attention. First, she gets attention for the giant boobs thing. Then she gets attention for the melanin thing. They're like, oh, well, people stop talking about us uh, changing our skin color. Well, what else can we do to stay in the press? Like, oh, we went to Africa. Oh, they didn't care that we went to Africa. We're going to have black kids, too. It's all just a big attention grab. That's really it. I hope that's it. Because otherwise, these bitches are fucking dumb. Her and her husband. And I've, 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 I feel stupid for having given these people so much airtime on this show. Because, oh my God, Martina Big and your fucking husband, who I don't care what your stupid name is, you two. Are a couple of jackasses. Of course, you can get these links to these news stories, pictures of these crazy assholes, and more at odddadoutpodcast.com. Subscribe to the show while you're there. All the little links and doodads are there. If it's not on the front page, click the subscribe thingy. There's a ton over there as well. If I'm not in a place where you want to listen, let me know. I'll get my ass over there so you can listen how you want to listen. And if you're awesome, you can leave a review or you can just hit me up on the socials and say, hey, you're a funny fucker. That's cool, too. But that means there's only one thing left to do today at long last. What is easily the longest wait I've had on a a planned feature for a show because season two starts next week. This week's recommended feature is the Dirty Bits Podcast. Recommended listening. If you're looking for an in-depth, detailed, academic analysis of the past, devoid of any comedy or entertainment value presented by an educated historian with a PhD, this isn't the show for you. Hi, I'm Tawny Plattis, a professional voiceover actor who gives a very casual, very Southern Californian, and hopefully very comedic retelling of the sexy, scandalous, and salacious stories from history your teacher probably left out on my podcast, The Dirty Bits. Catch the show on tawnyvoice.com or anywhere podcasts are found. Chat soon, lovebug. Oh, the Dirty Bits podcast telling all of the, like she said, the, the salacious, the dirty, they're the dirty bits. They don't teach you in history class. Everything from the secret lives of the Tudors, you know, the British royals, to Charlie Chaplin and Albert Einstein, to Marie Curie and Florence Henderson. All over the board. (laughs) But here's the thing. I had heard about the Dirty Bits, like so many other shows that I've been reviewing lately, that it's one of those shows where I had heard of it. 
And I had been told over and over the name kept coming up. Listen, you should listen to the dirty bits. People listen to the dirty bits. It's a great show. Everybody's saying this is worth checking out. So I finally checked it out. And the first thing that came to mind was, oh my God, this girl's voice is annoying as fuck. And then hearing, oh, she's a voice actor. Oh my God, this girl's voice is annoying as fuck. And I, but I put up with it because the information was good. And then slowly you realize she's putting on a character. And it was really funny because there was actually during the uh, Charlie Chaplin series, because Charlie Chaplin, by nature of he was an actor, well, he had one character that kind of became his signature look. Everybody thought that was him. Everybody thought that is what Charlie Chaplin is. This character of the tramp, that is what Charlie Chaplin actually is. No, that's just a character he plays. She basically bitch slaps you in the face with the, you know, because sometimes when somebody acts a certain way in an entertainment uh, medium, then people don't realize that it's just an act. You know, sometimes people are just acting. It's just a character. And if the whole, if you haven't figured out by now that this show is a character being put on telling these stories, you're getting bitch slapped with it now. If you haven't, if you didn't figure it out after the, the, you know, subtle bitch slap she threw in there, you probably wouldn't have made it that far anyway. But it was, it it took me a little bit. I'm going to admit it did take me a little bit to realize that she was putting on a character because all I could think was, oh my God, this dingy bitch, (laughs) because the character that she plays when she tells the story is like she said in, in, in the little promo is very Southern California, very like super Valley girl. She said one of her inspirations for the character was Cher from Clueless. And so keeping that in mind, you have to realize she's putting on a very extreme Southern California Valley girl character to tell these stories about history, because as much as she loves voice acting, she also loves history. And loves the the, the the nitty gritty stories. And that's one of those things that I've learned as I've gotten more familiar with her and more friendly with her. It's just really funny to be able, because again, in the very beginning, I couldn't separate the character, the host of the Dirty Bits, from Tawny Plattis, voice actor, actor, who is playing a character because most, especially in the case of a history podcast, people don't do that. You don't play a character and she does something very different in this show by telling you all of this history and teaching you all of this history through a character, through a character full of, Oh my God. And OMGs and pop culture references and uh, do you remember that commercial? I think it was a sprint commercial with James Earl Jones and Malcolm McDowell, you know, totes my goats, that thing. Just imagine the girls text that they were reading off in that commercial. That's basically how she relays this show. 
super cheesy 16 year old valley girl turned up to 11 providing you with so much intriguing history and facts and the stories she tells <laughs> you're you're both riveted and you're learning so much meanwhile you're it's coming at you from that voice and it's funny because it's just that voice all of the information is incredibly intelligent it's just being told to you through a, a somewhat dingy character and like i said it took me a little bit it took me a little bit to to figure it out and for it to grow on me but now it's one of those i love it's gotten to be i love the way she tells the stories because she's not telling it just straight because if you think about it history is boring that's it history is boring straight bland telling the story history is boring but if you find a new way to tell something historical in a way that entertains and brings people in and gets people intrigued. You got to You can't just teach history straight. That is the reason Hamilton is so successful is because it's teaching people history somewhat fuzzy, but in an entertaining way that gets you, you aren't focused on the history part of it. You're focused on the entertainment that is coming from that content. You, the, you're focused on the entertaining part of what you're listening to or watching. And in that you're being imbued with information that you ultimately find more interesting and you retain more because you were entertained while you were getting it. And that's what she does. She just loads you up with the OMGs and I hate that I don't have any better examples right now. I'm, I'm, the, I'll, I'll say it right now. The reason why the Dirty Bits has been on hold, it's been a sitting kind of in the in queue for a feature for so long, has been because big break between seasons. When I started listening to the show, it was right near the end of season two. There's been a big break, and I don't like talking about a show that isn't currently in production i realize i did that with karen and ellen letters i did that at the season finale or was basically the series finale of the original run of the show i realized i just talked about poplar cove but poplar cove is also coming back they just started production on season two so yeah but i wanted to wait to talk about dirty bits until the show was coming out that's why i said you know a few weeks ago dirty bits is being covered on this particular episode why because Next Monday, the 26th, is the start of season three of the Dirty Bits. Mark your calendars. Subscribe now. <laughs> Tawnyvoice.com slash Dirty Bits. If you can't remember it, it's in the show notes. Because it's always in the show notes. But it's just one of those shows where you learn. And you're learning the fun stuff that history's never gonna, history class is not going to tell you this stuff. Why? It's not historically, historically relevant, big air quotes, but it's interesting to know. And it's more fun to know these stories than to know all of the conquests of Genghis Khan. It's more fun to know about all of the sexual exploits of Genghis Khan or of Florence Henderson (laughs) to find out that Charlie Chaplin was 
kind of a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, man, that one. Dude, I can't even. Oh my God, I'm doing it myself. I can't even. I can't even with Charlie Chaplin. Oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> but it's, you just have to listen to it. There's no amount of words that I can say to really capture what Tawny does with this show, other than to say she makes the dirty side of history fun. And you need to give it a try. And I'm telling you right now, you need to listen. You need to go in and like listen to one of the series. Like the Charlie, I think Charlie Chaplin was three parts, I believe. Or the Tudors. Some of the multi-part series. Rather than like a one-off episode like Florence Henderson. You need to listen to some of those multi-part series. Because A, there's a lot more in there. And B, the initial shock of the character melts away. And then it stops being the, you're not hearing the character. You're just hearing the information. You stop hearing the Valley girl telling the story and you start hearing Tawny telling a story and it's just fun. So do that. Go and listen to, well, listen to it all, but listen to some of those, start off with some of those long stretches, binge the show, get ready for season three coming up February 26th. Again, tawnyvoice.com slash dirty bits. Again, in the show notes, because that's where it goes. And of course, in the recommended listening page at odddatapodcast.com, along with all of my past recommended listening features. You know that by now if you're listening this far, because you're awesome. But that's going to do it for me for this week. Thank you for being awesome and thank you very much to my patreon supporters heather welch from sunshine and power cuts i swear her being a patron has nothing to do with being a guest and lisa and sam from i shake my head then again if you want to like give me the altered unicorn level i'll probably put you on the show why the fuck not but you can join and support the show on patreon at patreon.com slash odd out or buy yourself some merch get yourself a shirt mug stickers hoodies it's cold outside fuck get yourself a hoodie just click the shop tab right up there at odddadoutpodcast.com and until next week my oddballs thank you and good night